0: Welcome to 4th Time's The charm, where niches need. I'm your producer, Ben, alongside your director, Matt, and our key cinematographer, it is Monty. We're here reporting live from our studio. Uh, What's up, guys?
1: (laughs) Hey, at least we don't live in studio apartments. At least we're all in, like almost homes two of us are in homes
0: <laughs> two of us yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: that, that fellow apart mid-sentence I'm doing great though Ben uh, I'm glad to be alive Get, glad to be here I had a, a tragedy in this uh this episode is dedicated to uh my dear my sweet my uh my little old man Rowan Rowan is a 17 year old short-haired tabby cat that's uh, been in my life for was in my life for a bit over 10 years almost 10 years i guess i'd say and um yeah he passed away this week so this episode goes out to him he's amazing and uh yeah but uh shout out to mr Rowan.
2: yeah shout, shout out, out mr. to, to he, ben
1: he used to live with ben and i um and and, and my wife he was a, a noble companion of us all he watched uh, all of the cube movies too <laughs> at least <laughs> once uh That's so you true. know he's he was a true charmer
0: really really Matt he was our original third co-host
1: he was yeah until we got Monty That's
0: but he right.
1: he was less of a shea butter and more of like a like a, a spicy pepper jack
0: yeah, he had really hot takes. <laughs>
1: Shit. Yeah. butter hot.
3: to pepper jack. <laughs>
1: we need we needed the butter cuz all we have is pepper jack. No, nah, um,
3: he's the best. He's
1: best. He was the best. He was. Um, but in in the face of sadness and in the face of tragedy. I've been playing a lot of video games. In the mouth of uh, madness. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I didn't I haven't watched any I didn't watch that again. Um, but I've been I've been uh playing a lot of video games and specifically the game I really want to shout out and hopefully one day uh, all three of us can play together. Is the new Bouldersgate Gate game, Bouldersgate Gate Three? Bruh. Um, oh, now, yeah. I I'm pick
3: so excited just, for that. It just went to full release, right?
1: Yes, it did. It went to full release last Friday. So when our, um right when our episode released last week, the game went into full release. I played probably about ten or twelve hours of it in early access, just kind of playing around with the available classes. Uh, but I didn't want to go too deep. Um, into early access and kind of spoil the early game. So I just be kind of clicking through everything. Um, And so this week I've really uh, dove in and let me tell you, um, I thought divinity uh, one and two sucked. Um, This game is outstanding. Um, The production company whose name just slipped my mind. Ilya Larian. Yeah uh larian really knocked it out of the park with this one not only did they port the DD uh 5e experience over to the game but they arguably improved um several aspects of it by increasing character uh, and role statistics and some information to make the game a little bit more palatable um the story the art the voice acting uh the dynamics of combat and getting to use and play with skills and techniques that i have like expressed hours and hours into actually playing Dungeons and Dragons like tabletop Dungeons and Dragons is absolutely fantastic um, I will say for the charmers out there and for Monty and Ben um, the game does not auto save after you do important things uh, and let me tell you about uh, 40 minutes before we started recording I got how about how many two- hours I, I lost two hours and 17 minutes
0: I
3: oh. That's a Larian Wait, this game. This is even like this is even in the full release they didn't fix that. Well, or is it meant to be like?
1: That? No, it's it's meant that you you can save it any time you want. Right. The game just oh, doesn't just
3: automatically
1: doesn't do it. It does. There is auto saving, just at fucking arbitrary times. Uh, like yeah. you walk through a door, game auto saves. You finish two big quest lines, no auto saving um and i'm a somewhat forgetful individual out there so if you are gonna pick up polder's gate three i highly recommend it um definitely definitely um save a lot and i look forward to talking to ben and monty about it once they pick it up and maybe we'll have our own little uh quest going one of these days
3: whenever i pick it up (laughs)
0: i'm down as soon as the steam deck can actually run it well
3: it's co- it comes out on PS5
0: it, September sixth.
3: Is it?
1: I, I is don't it have a PS5.
0: What I what am. type of highfalutin individual do you think I am? I have a PlayStation Five. <laughs> I'm sure
3: you don't have a PS5. But are have
0: a. Hey, look, I have a Sega Genesis 32X CD. Okay. You have an, you have an Atari I, Jaguar. I got I got the future of gaming. Why do I need a PlayStation Five for? Play I have a Nintendo 64. Games. Do you know how many more 64 is than five?
3: You know, you can hook this up to 59. You, you, you can ho- it's hook it's 59 up your... more than a PS5. You can hook up your Steam Deck to the TV and play it. Yeah, it, it's but Steam it it, put the, it plays put the... at like
0: 800p and it's apparently jittery and stuff. So I'm just yeah, I'm just waiting not, for the patches to come. It's not great on Steam Deck. Also, the controller
1: uh mods don't work very well.
0: Yeah, I I sort of assumed it, it would need a little bit of time in the oven. I, I played I played Divinity Original Sin and Original Sin 2. Um it's it, it'll come when it comes.
1: Yeah, I it I think it's perfect mouse and keyboard, Monty. The point of the controller not working. I don't know why you'd want to play this game with a gamepad. Um personally. Um, cuz you just click stuff. I mean, it's 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 a it's an adventure turn-based combat game. So you don't really need the dynamics of a of a controller to really, you know, dive into the experience. Um, but it's a it's an incredible experience nonetheless. I played many, many hours into it. I also um, recently finished playing a game called Carrion. Um, but we'll talk about that game in depth later. Mino Monty Carrion, just picked it up. My
0: wayward son.
1: Ooh. Uh, Monty, that was, that was actually really fucking good points. Um, Thank you. Joke of the day uh shout out to no rules Bard for that reference uh monty just started picking it up so we'll have to talk about it when he finishes and, and, and ben as a game you actually can play on your steam deck uh, i highly encourage you to check it out uh and a preemptive shout out um when this episode releases you you might be listening to this on a friday or a saturday if you are listening to it on a saturday i will be at gems fest um the uh local chicago black metal festival hosted by the gems label uh, if you're listening to this and you are in the city and it isn't yet the day of the show, I highly recommend you show up. Uh, it's going to be an amazing time and I'll be bringing my full coverage um, and full review from that show as soon as it is finished. And uh, I'll get to you that next week. Now, Monty, how have, you, uh, how have you been doing this week? What have you been up to?
3: Um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I, I did two big things this weekend. I went to see, uh, first thing I went to see was I managed to get tickets to Oppenheimer. Oh, yes. Very cool. I got to finally watch it. I really enjoyed it. I got teary at the end.
1: It's an incredible Uh, film. I mean, I can't believe we haven't had a chance to talk about it on air yet. We'll we'll, we'll talk
3: about it when Ben decides to go watch it. That's never going to (laughs) happen. That's... But Monty. we can talk about
1: it. Monty, Monty, <laughs> I know what your assignment needs to be for Ben this week. It's still in theaters. Oppen- Oppenheimer is the highest grossing film ever made about World War II. Is it, it is single-handedly leading a massive revitalization of the market right now. Um, the, the box office market right now, despite the
3: sag aftra really, like, strikes and what's going on, on, is flourishing. Five hundred mil, right? Yeah,
1: five hundred mil. Barbie just passed a billion dollars internationally. Um and is edging its way up. Um there's a little podcast a little uh um uh box We've got office. Some numbers for, everybody.
0: for the podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of good things. The unfortunately the new Teenage Mirror Ninja Turtle movie um, which is apparently fantastic. Didn't rake in the big bucks that it was hoping Unfortunately, to. Unfortunately, cause we really
0: needed another teenage mutant.
1: This is a good mutant. one. Hey dude, it's a good back one.
3: Off. I like teenage mutant.
1: I do too. <laughs> and this is, this is, this is a return to form. Cause it, from what I've heard, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I would have seen it tonight, but we're recording a podcast. Um, it's got, it's got the edge. It's got the humor. It's got the actual like kind of comedic adolescence that's been missing. Come on, from, it's like from it for Seth, a
3: while. Seth Rogen produced. Yep. Jackie Chan's in it. Come on, can't go. There. So they all smoke no. weed, in it? <laughs> no, they're teenagers. That's illegal. <laughs> but it does. It does look like they're very high making it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the second thing I did, and Ben, I think you'll be proud of me. I f- bought uh, my first. Wrestling game,
0: yes. I wanted to talk about this. My
3: yes, yeah, my last wrestling game was on the N sixty four, and I forgot the title of it. It wasn't like a popular one, but it was also somewhat popular. So um,
0: it was either it was either No Mercy, WrestleMania two thousand. It
3: WCW, wasn't WWE.
0: Okay, so WCW so, NWA World Tour maybe. I.
3: No. WCW and W Revenge. Have, it had uh what's that guy that Japanese wrestler's name? Uh Taka Michinoku? Uh know.
0: virtual pro wrestling?
3: Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah.
0: So you so you played the better one. Yeah, so yeah and in, in the US, we got WrestleMania two thousand, no mercy, and W yeah. WCW and W Revenge. We got those. Right. Yeah. In Japan, it was really developed for those mark for like the Asian market. And so There was a lot more put into that version. So, Virtual Pro Wrestling is actually known as the better version of the game. Uh, And it makes it really weird because when you're playing No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000, they play like Japanese (laughs) wrestling. So, it's really strange because it's a really faithful recreation Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So So,
3: anyway, so you recently purchased. I recently finally picked up WWE 2K23. And I have to say it's a lot of fun. Like I am – I picked uh, some – I picked (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Zaya Lee in my WWE Universe uh, okay. gameplay. And I managed to get the SmackDown Championship title belt. Here we go! Her current stance is Let's go! 10 win and 2 loss. I lost because I got uh, thrown out of the ring in a Royal Rumble match. <laughs> and like <laughs> right at the start of it. So I was kind of very pissed off about that um but uh yeah no the game control mechanics has definitely changed a lot um over the years the graphics are amazing uh i'm running a th- rtx 3080 ti i bumped it up and every time like the longer you keep them in the game the more sweat you see on their yes bodies. um and of course bruises and everything will come up here the own the the interesting part of the game that I like is that I think you get like if you did if you get five stars in a match, um it means that, you know, you performed really well. The show like right. the audience really enjoyed it. But I did not the one thing that caught me off guard was I thought you have to be the guy that constantly does the slams, does the moves, does everything. But it's not. You don't You only gain, like, half a star for performing those things. But you also have to, kind of like wrestling, there's a a back-and-forth mechanism. You have to let the computer also, you know, kind of beat you up a little bit to gain some stars out of that. So it's kind of interesting that you have to balance it. Uh, You're kind of, like, walking on a very tight, tight rope. I'll use that as an analogy that you have to give and you also have to take a beating but the challenge is you still have to win that match you have to put right. on a good show and you have to put uh, you have to win that match to get like the the five star showstopper kind of thing and then I'm, that's I'm, where you can get but I We're, we're going to get to, to
0: showstoppers that. later in the episode, <laughs> oh, Monty. <yeah. laughs> Man, what, what, what foreshadowing, yeah, Monty. how fortuitous.
1: No, I, well, think, I think Xia think... is a bit more of a dynamic showstopper than the one we're going to talk about.
3: Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. In the news I read lately, they so so far WWE don't know what to do with her. So.
0: Well,
1: that's that's a conversation. Yeah, for that's, another that's time. Yeah, that's
3: definitely
0: conversation for but, another episode. Um, um, but
3: I'm glad you're enjoying it. I yeah, no, I think you should. If I know you, you, you mentioned to me that you haven't touched a wrestling game in a very long time. I think this one is worth worth checking out. So
1: man. okay, so well, yeah, the 2K m- WWE games went through a very tumultuous yes, that's, evolution. That's a- this
3: time around. They got a new new developers. I'm sure Ben knows. Like I think. Two, since 2k22 they had new developers
0: right? uh, 2k20 they had new developers oh, okay. and it was so horrendously bad because they only had like 6 months to make the game mm-hmm. that they didn't make a 2k21 which was oh, a massive deal okay. then they skipped to 2k22 which yeah. was a lot better my my issue with the WWE games is that it it's really my issue with WWE it is fine it, it's like really well done and put together now, but I like, I still have my memories of playing SmackDown one and two and shut your mouth. And here comes the pain. And like, they're still sort of iterating off the same base engine.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so like, I remember in the old games, you could jump out of like helicopters and like <laughs> dive onto people and you could throw people off the side of Times square and they like explode and you could yeah. ride motorcycles and run people over. And, and then they made a more of a simulation and that's okay. Cause they had like these custom storylines oh, and it yes. was like, instead yeah. of a created character, it was like uh, you are the undertaker and you got to take on like, 10 druids and then everyone turns into zombies and it's kane who did it (laughs) it was like really silly shit but like it was fun and stuff and like now it's it's like a simulation and and i'm and i respect that but i still have my heart in the old games
3: yeah so like
0: i so like i've i got 2k19 i think was my last one and it's similar enough gameplay and yeah. I'm like, this is good, but I'm, I'm just sort of burned out on it. I think, uh, okay. but I am glad that you like it. So I might go ahead and pick up two K 23. No promises though. Cause I think I'm going to be playing tears of the kingdom till I die.
1: What, what and I, it- what I've heard in the, the one YouTube channel I watch that still really covers wrestling content, um, did a whole series playing the, my GM mode in the game. Um, and from what th- how they played it and what they said, because they've done that with every two K game for the last couple years, um, and to their detriment of their own enjoyment, um, this one really has that back in it, which is something that's I think always a really fun aspect of the game. Uh, I didn't really play anything after like No Way Out and SmackDown versus Raw until I met you, Ben, and we started playing some of the other games either in the dorms or at the apartment.
3: My, I, I have to say my most favorite game was the SNES Royal Rumble game.
0: Royal Rumble is a I, good time.
3: I broke so many controllers. <laughs> smash button smashing. on that
0: Man, game. they didn't give you an option.
3: I know, right? It was
0: a racket. Yeah. Uh, fun fact before we move on. Do you guys know where the five-star ranking system came from? Oh, I feel like it's a
1: trap because you're setting up for me to say Dave Meltzer and go. No, you're wrong. <laughs> well, come on, um, you gotta
0: guess something. Um, I I
1: mean, it probably it probably goes back to the indie days. I mean, to the the carnival days, right?
0: No, no, no? not that far back. Jeez, is
1: it is it? It's not Dave Meltzer. Is it? Is it? Uh, let's go with Bobby Heenan.
0: No. uh it was popularized everything goes to bobby (laughs) i don't know there's a chance it was popularized by norm dooley or by dave Meltzer, but it was originated by norm weasel dooley who chronicled the louisville scene and he put together his own bulletin called weasel's world of wrestling and those ratings began in 1979 Meltzer adopted the five-star system in 1982
3: Oh, so that's the five star thing. I, I didn't know about the five star thing. That's yep. why I, it took me a while to figure out the ga- in game five star thing. So Yeah, it's basically yeah.
0: an admission that wrestling is fake. So I always think it's cute that they put it in the games now. Um Yeah,
1: yeah okay. it really it really kinda invalidates the whole I don't know. For me for me it being in the game is a real weird move.
0: It's weird, but I mean I mean that is how wrestling is nowadays, right? No, if someone who can't work. I guess, yeah. It is It is weird, though. It is weird. I'll give you that. Um, all right. Well. Well, we're 20 minutes in. We're 20 minutes in,
1: let's and? Get, let's, let's get on. Well, me, Ben, ben me, what have you been up to? Thank oh, you, wow, it's
0: Matt. <laughs> not very shea butter I'm here for yourself, you, baby. Monty. Hey, Jeez. man. I
3: talked to all wrestling. I thought I'd make you proud.
0: <laughs> you did make me proud. And then you brought me right back down.
3: Damn it. I remember um, you like a like a tombstone pile
0: driver.
1: hey wait, ben, real quick, real quick, what what's this submission called? What's a, a, a the move called when you do a pile driver, but instead of the person being in front of you, they're on your back?
0: It's called manslaughter. I know, but isn't there a name for that? <laughs> yeah, no, I what, saw
1: that what, in
3: the what, game. Wait, what is, is it? Game. You like, it's do like a you basically pile driver.
1: Yeah, it's, like a, it's a pile driver, but their head is by your ass instead of your dick.
3: So you flip them over and then you drop them. So, like,
1: like you're holding
0: them, like, their legs are on your shoulder?
3: Yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and their and heads facing down, but so uh,
3: pressed that's, against your
0: That's probably best known as Hangman Page's move right now called the Deadeye.
3: The oh, Deadeye? Ah, no, oh, okay. Okay. Why are they calling yeah. it the Deadeye? Is it because Cause he's you're going to die.
0: Because he's, he's a cowboy, Monty.
3: Oh, okay. If you're,
0: you're not, asshole, if you're a wrestler and you're not, if you're a wrestler and you're not, maybe, maybe that's where it came from. You know, that's my new headcanon now. Just staring at
3: somebody's ass. Asshole before you die. Anyways. Yeah.
1: Sorry. That, that was a bit of, per- I, I needed that information to send someone a meme and now I have it.
3: Don't worry. Okay. You made me laugh. That's good.
0: <laughs> well, Matt, I'm so glad you asked me. You're welcome, because uh, I love About you. my week. And uh, I had a great week, and then I looked up information that we're going to be talking about. And then my week <laughs> got a lot worse.
1: Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Um,
0: but we're going to talk about it. Okay.
1: Um, we're going to save that for the end of the show. So if you want to know we're that We're going to save that for the end of the show. We're going to keep it, around. like,
0: we're, we're going to keep the positives up here. Uh, and part of that is by talking about our first bit of homework everybody turn in your papers and uh what do we got on deck here well i think
1: i think we should open up with the assignment i gave monty so uh monty what was your homework and tell me what you thought of it
3: uh my homework from last week was a little old game called inside (laughs) inside think from the same developers as uh limbo limbo that nightmarish game um
1: yeah another platformer kind of puzzle exploration game and
3: it's kind of like it's been a while since i played these games and Mm -hmm. i am glad i still got it because i rarely had to use the walkthrough guide to help me through some pieces but i typically i like to challenge myself with puzzle games like this um but yeah it's about this little kid and he, it starts off like a movie, like right off the top yeah. And the kid just, like you're supposed to guide this kid through, like it's, it's a bit of a stealth game slash puzzle game. You run into obstacles that you have to figure out how to get on. And you just basically have to make it to the right side of the screen for every level. Um, yeah. It kind of reminded me of a classic game from a classic studio, Interplay uh out of this world um that game that was uh oh that game was like one of the first like 3d cinematic ish uh game kind of like this i like, never like a puzzle like platformer. only
0: you monty you never tied together out... an interplay game with with inside
3: no it, it really did remind me of that when i was playing no it. like i
0: see it now that you yeah. mention it but like i never would have oh
3: so you know out of this world yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah i game, never played it but i've I've seen plenty about it
3: yeah that game is
0: that's like is, isn't that isn't that the worst answer to something ever i hate that, that, that <laughs> that's something i hate sorry i i just heard this the other day okay and this is like the new version of someone like just making up something they don't know is when someone goes like oh yeah i've seen that they're like, oh, I've heard of it, and then they like don't expound any further. Like, I know it was me who was just guilty of that, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, damn, dude. You know. Anyway, go, go on, go. On. I'm, yeah, I'm distracting. It, go. This is your thing. Yeah, ben. yeah. So if
3: anyone, any listeners out there that are around my age and in their early forties, they may have known uh, Outworld. So it's like very interactive, uh, game uh, uh, inside and. I was expecting it to be like a horror game, but I was no, it's, it's, it's really not. just the it's really just yeah. the vibes. Yeah. I mean,
1: it does have a pretty like dark ambient vibe. It 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 presents a pretty intense world, and I I mean the parts of it I never really felt like fear. I don't really feel fear from games in general, but like no. the scenes where the the little like hair monsters chasing you through the water. Um oh, and like yeah. the dogs, it does have a great sense of like atmosphere and anxiety. Um, yeah. I mean, Play Dead Games like is able to tell you a full narrative without ever speaking a single
3: word to you. Really, yeah. It's um, like which a the very movie mysterious type of game. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, like before you mentioned this game to me, um, I honestly thought it took place in during the war, and you know you're like um you're trying to escape you know, like a prison, uh, a concentration camp, like just by the glance of the trailer. But as you play this game, it kind of reminds me of those 1950s sci-fi, you know, like um, uh, the day the world's still type of vibe, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So it um, well, it's, it's very similar to like the SCP to control um, yeah. to these, to these games that are now kind of sitting in this, I don't know, kind of their own little subgenre of like sci-fi, like Monster. corporate capitalism, yeah,
3: like corporate capital- world.
1: Yeah, yeah, it has this, it has this like because I think something that's inherent, an inherent aspect of inside, just like it is in Control, is there's the this, this sense of industry. Oh, the okay. sense that, that like the world you're exploring is yeah. there's something much bigger going on. You get yeah. glimpses of this technology that exists, of people coming to receive this product, which are like, you know, basically zombie people. Yeah. Um, and mind, it creates mind, a very. Like zombie in a
3: sense of like mind controlled. Okay. Yeah, they're not even yeah. really
1: people. And like, yeah. and I, the question I actually had for you, Monty, now that you played it and you reached the end of the game, is how, what did you, what was your interpretation of the ending? We won't give necessarily exactly all of the details of the game, but it's short. It takes you about four hours to beat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and
3: I know that the developers purposely left the, the game very ambiguously, like yeah. leave, leave, leaving it to the player to decide what the heck did they just play and what happened. And, and I have to say, the I'll get to the ending part, but I have to say it kind of reminded me of that Guillermo del Toro movie, the the underwater one um shoot the name is on the tip. Of
1: oh um Shape of Water Shape of
3: Water yeah
1: it kind of reviewed the Shape of Water dildo that got released He said Dude, it? He said, how is it? I, I did not he know. Said, how is he it s- He said it wasn't accurate to the film so he didn't what? like it
0: <laughs> Like he said That's... he said it it
1: wow, didn't that it got didn't match. attention <laughs> It didn't match what he what he had envisioned for the anatomy. Well, did of the it character. not match
0: what he had envisioned, or did it not match the film?
1: Well, there's no cock in film. <laughs>
0: well, okay, so then he's just being a bitch. Like it's no, not him he's, to no. say he's protecting his art. Yeah.
1: Don't, don't diss Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> he, he was flat. He was flattered. He's my favorite Don't get me wrong, director. but like it just what wasn't right.
0: If but, he didn't draw out a dick Well okay I didn't say that. He can't no. bitch about it. He just, did, he he just didn't. didn't put it on screen. Okay, no. well that's not what you said. You said it wasn't how he imagined it. Well,
1: he created the character, he created all, all yeah, of the Yeah, but he didn't create the, the
0: dick, did he?
3: Well I think he did. <laughs> someone else did. No, if he, he did. doesn't
0: create the dick, he, he leaves it to someone the, else.
3: He created the world and he imagined what the dick would look like okay yeah, they sure in the but movie. he didn't
0: make the dick if he, make, if he wants to make if he wants to make a shape of water too
1: and ben, make... ben ben i think i think i think we need to move on monty <laughs> go, back go back, back to inside back <laughs> to inside that's ben, the first ben's shot so of the movie i don't know ben, ben ben's getting into one of his little his little tizzies <laughs> and we just need to let him simmer down just, Monty, just, this is just what happens when you don't
0: turn, ask how my week turn,
3: was. Turn, oh, the heat. Oh, I, I honestly don't know why Matt even brought that up. It's because you mentioned Game of Thrones and Shape you of don't Water. Have to mention that. Like, I didn't think, think Ben was gonna
1: get into this diatribe dangerous. about his opinions on like creative freedom with the cocks of your fictionalized <laughs> characters. I thought it was gonna be a passing remark, a little giggle, <laughs> and look where we are now. Nothing's We're not even for... talking Matt, about play dead Matt, games inside An the shape BAFTA of water award-winning video game
0: is both niche and neat that is don't, perfect for this podcast okay that, well then yeah, I'll ha- you know, well, you'll
1: have to order it and review it for us
3: all right guys guys you know what i think that's, that's how we solve based, this based i know what i'm challenging
0: convers- matt to do <laughs> next time i have a based chance on
3: our conversation last week we know where ben's mind goes gets fascinated
0: sure, sure 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 sure
1: <laughs> so we know an inherent aspect but back back <laughs> but to the back back, we're back to our back. homework we're, t- we're taking it back
3: we're taking it back so <laughs> um
1: for so the beginning? ending okay oh, so yeah. I, I i
3: i i knew you were gonna ask me this question so i did try to put this some thought into it. At first mm-hmm. um first act of the game i thought it was a prison escape like mm-hmm. it was like kind of like world war Two. you know like this kid is just just needs to get out of that city and and venture off and then So I was like, okay, it's probably that. And then like trauma of war and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. then act two, you start seeing the robots. And I'm like, oh, what happened? Like, you know, is this like a a invasion, alien invasion or something
4: like that? Mm -hmm.
3: And then um, act three, when you start noticing that the the the, I guess, mermaid people, they were trying to not kill him, but eventually they're trying to save him and help him. In a sense, journey. yeah. Yes, because uh, in Act 3, he somehow gets the powers to stay underwater.
1: Well, After like, so, amazing, yeah, so, right? like, the, the character in the game is this kind of, like, faceless human boy, um, but yeah. who has the power to engage with and manipulate the minds of these basically, like, Mass-produced mind control, but you know, I always droids. thought that
3: the mind control helmet was designed by the science lab. Oh, it totally that was. Venture into in Act Three. I thought he just figured out how to use it. That's all. yeah. Well, I didn't I think, he I think had any special power. Yeah,
1: I, I I at a point in the game, you it feels like that, but then you yeah. realize that's just part of the machine. But yeah. it, it clearly the game sets up that he is somewhat important because he's not he's not running away he's breaking in and then breaking out he
3: is like when you get to the ending he is the inside the inside means in my interpretation is the Mm -hmm. inside is he's the heart of it all because of you know the the kind of the 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 red sweater he or shirt that he wears kind of symbolizes that and then Mm -hmm. once you you know once he joins up with the glob of human body parts
1: Um, Yeah, that's when
3: I started to realize, oh, he's the heart of the, you know, so my interpretation at that point was he it's like, it it started to get like you said, it it started to get into a very political thing. Like, there's all these corporations trying to control people tell people what to do uh you know big brothers watching hence the robots are Mm -hmm. surveillancing them and and, very very george orwell in design yeah yeah and and then when he got got into that blob it kind of the the blob symbolizes him again my interpretation is Mm -hmm. it symbolizes the people and he is like he's a kid he is the future he is you know he's a symbolic uh heart Of Mm -hmm. the people, and he saves them and you know revitalize you know yeah revitalizes this this mass of of Mm -hmm. body parts and then you know at the end once they escaped the lab and and you start to notice that during your escape
1: they're helping you
3: the scientists have become have it's like they felt sorry. They, they yeah, well, they I think
1: they're hap- the, the, you can tell there's a subset of the scientists that, yes. are, that want you to escape.
3: Yes, they want to set you free. And I guess it, it kind of like from that perspective, again, the political stance is that I think the, the, the corporate people started to realize what they have done is they have turned us into some form of monster. Or, or mm. like uh, not a yeah. monster that terrorizes, but like I'm just using the the metaphor of a monster because that clump of claw of yeah. that mutant that they created and they realize what they've done is, is a huge mistake and they want to just, you know, help this kid
1: they're terrified but they know that
3: him escaping is a good thing it's a good thing yeah and so the ending oh my god
0: that fly (laughs) jesus get out of here get out with you and that fly
3: he just he just needs an end keep going all right so fuck you
0: matt (laughs) (laughs) guys
3: the ending is he the 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 mass that you control of people Mm -hmm. like this glob uh, breaks out and rolls down the gra- uh, the hill. The hill turns into grass, and finally, a ray of sunlight hits the glob, and you can see that the glob, the the blob, uh, or mass, mm-hmm. you want to call it thing, um, just is just resting. Like it's, it's still like, breathing. Yeah, it's still breathing, but it's resting. It's happy. I, I I get the sense that it was happy because of the ray of sunlight hitting him. it it. finally escaped the machine finally escaped the machine and the control that they have
1: yeah which is funny this game is called inside um and it's very reminiscent of the game control and i feel like the underpinning like aspect of this game regardless of like the political nature of the interpretation is it is all about being controlled yeah and about like the working class and about what it means to be a member of that kind of Repetitive slave-like machine. Yes. Um. But yeah, I I and think then, it has and, a really and joyful that, ending. It's like
3: they're all being experimented on, and mm-hmm. he just has to you know set those people free. And yeah, as a and whole, use them
1: though. He also uses yeah, them for his yeah, own needs. Out.
3: Yeah. And yeah, at the end, it's like as a whole, you know, they escaped and and you know new who knows Um, it's like an open ending i tried to read up on it like what was did you did you get
1: the secret did you do the secret ending
3: uh no i haven't gone back in i do know there's a secret ending, but i heard that's a secret secret. the secret ending is i heard is also just as ambiguous as the original ending yeah it it really affects the developers uh they never really they wanted the, their audience yep. or, or their players to interpret it however they want. It's yeah. it's there's no story or any caption at the end. It's just once you reach it's, the end you see the your character that mass is just breathing heavily and you know. It's a beautiful ending. A, I it think is. it's a
1: really So so Monty would would you recommend this game? Um and what what is your your formal fourth times the charm review of Inside by Playdead so,
3: Games? I think if you're out there looking for a a, a puzzle platformer yep. Yep. slash uh narrative uh game that you just play through because you can't make any wrong, you just have to figure out the puzzle. Um I I think this is a worthwhile game. It took me 4 hours to Point. beat 4.4 yeah, hours which is a pretty quick to game oh there's there is one that i would assign to matt when he gets back from his vacation but um there's another oh, one i, I have, played that only took me about six hours i to have beat. to say this game is uh four out of five okay pretty good and how many
1: charms would you give it? What's its charm I would rating? How give charmed were you? A,
3: I was charmed. I would okay. give it a four out of four. Wow. It's a really, really Monty good. Monty given really the full Monty. I I I'd pretty <laughs> much agree, uh, agree with
1: Monty. I As a puzzle platformer, as an atmospheric game, I highly recommend it. Uh, I give I give you an A on your homework assignment, Monty, for a fantastic answer. Yeah. Um, in addition to uh, a little bit of extracurricular work, you did kind of reading up on the uh, on the ending. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Highly, if you like puzzle platforms, if you liked Control, check this game out. Uh, Play Dead Games can't do any wrong. I mean, they've only released two games, but both of them have been excellent. Um, and it, it is a short game, I will say, but it the price on Steam reflects that, um, and it's well worth your time. There are yeah. uh, lots of little secrets and hidden things to find. As you play and pay attention, it took me about five and a half hours to beat. Um, But that was with getting all the co- all of the hidden collectibles and getting both endings. So a little bit of replay time. But uh as someone who's not the best at video games, and and Ben can attest to my uh video game prowess, um you're good. It's 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 not it's not overly. I remember punishing.
0: Beverly Body Snatcher Lopez. Okay, Beverly Body Snatcher Lopez <laughs> is different. Kick! <laughs> It is not. It was our. It was we our game, fight.
1: baby. There was if, if and a good <laughs> UFC storyline comes back in a game, we're gonna play it again. But I wasn't the only one who gave out a homework That's assignment. Right. Uh, Monty, you had a homework assignment for Ben. Yes,
3: I have. Uh, one of my uh, back in the day when I was exploring my films, uh, European films to be exact, uh, I was looking around and i heard about this movie uh italian slash american film i guess you would say uh it's called uh della morte della morte della morte uh which is the the english title is uh, i'm getting really bad at this uh what 1994's cemetery man
2: i'm the watchman of the buffalo cemetery my name's Francesco della Morti. I don't know how the epidemic started. All I know is that some people, on the seventh night after their death, come back to life. It's true what they say, that the dead come back
3: to life here at night. With your
5: consent, I'd like to marry Nagy.
2: Not as long, dear, as I've got a breath in my body.
3: We'll fix that right away.
2: Stop killing the dead. Why don't you just kill the living? Are you listening to me? Don't you believe me? No! Tough. Uh,
3: directed by Mikel Soavi. Um, he is a director that, you know, did all these... Uh, uh, for for the 90s, he, he was one of those directors that did very good uh, Italian... Uh, Gorefest. Um his American he was he's known probably in America for The Brothers Grimm where he was a second unit slash uh assistant director uh, on oh, a film. Cool. Um oh so, the live yeah. action Brothers Grimm movie? Yeah, yeah. The one with oh, nice. uh uh Matt Damon and uh Oh manager. I know that oh yeah, yeah what and, what a uh, movie. <laughs> so yeah this movie it's very straightforward. He's a he's a caretaker of a cemetery and he must kill the dead because he knows they always come back. So, Ben, tell me what you think.
0: Well, I, I got to say, Monty, I feel like you really kind of undersold the movie before we watched it.
3: <laughs> I, I I purposely did that because I, I know you're a very critical man. So, so I watched this yeah. movie <laughs> and the first thing yeah. I thought
0: when I watched it was, oh, this is an English-speaking, like, Western take off of Mr. Yes. Vampire.
3: Really? Yeah. That's I got, got the from, right? exact same I, I vibes not... from
0: this that I did, I did with not... Mr. Vampire, in that you have a guy okay. who's taking care of the dead, the dead come back to life, he has to kill them, and he's kind of nonplussed by the whole thing. Right?
4: Yeah.
0: I, and I wouldn't call it a straight-up like a comedy comedy, right? I, I no. it's it but has serious elements. moments, yeah. but just like how with Blood for Dracula it's a comedy that feels like it's been filmed and directed by someone who's a serious director. This feels like a serious movie directed by a comedy director. In that there's okay. lots of strangely fortuitous comedic timing in this. It's it, it's it's zany. It's like Donnie Darko. It's it, it, yeah. it's it's very yeah. um it's very alternate universe. Uh it's it's at yes. the same time yes. dystopian and yet hopeful and lighthearted. You have this man who is living in and working with uh the cemetery, and you're gonna have to help me with names here, Monty. Uh, because yeah, because yeah. the one that I definitely could not forget was Nagi. Uh, and and the jury's oh, still yes. out on Nagi. No,
3: but we but we <laughs> yeah. have our but the lead is played by Rupert. Ebert, yeah, right? so uh, he plays uh, Francesco Delamore.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so our yeah. our our boy Francisco here. Uh, it is yeah. his job. To watch over the cemetery. And when people come back to life, uh, he shoots them in the head with essentially his magnum or his or his yeah. elephant gun just blows their head off like it's fucking nothing. You know, this is like Bruce Campbell or Ash from Evil Dead after he's retired. Right. He's just sick of this yeah. shit now. And what ensues yeah. is this hour and 45 minute fever dream where no one really reacts to anything the way you would expect him to. Uh, the mm-hmm. the plot really gets kicked off with Francisco running into uh, the widow of an elderly mm-hmm. man and it comes across immediately as though as though wife. she's a trophy yeah. wife, And so when he goes up to her as she's grieving in front of the grave of this elderly man who's maybe 30, 40 years her senior, he he, he asks her how she's doing, and, and she seems incredulous at his lack of empathy towards the death of this geriatric man as she explains to him that he was an excellent lover.
2: Yeah.
0: And, <laughs>
1: Wait, what? It sounds like another Blood for Dracula. Kind of it, it's like the it, no, well, no, 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 it's no, like
0: no. the opposite yeah. end of the spectrum is Blood for Dracula. Like I said, Blood for Dracula is a funny take on a serious movie. This is a serious take on what really could and sort of should be a funny movie. It's kind of ridiculous all around. It's kind of like
3: Groundhog
0: Day, right? No, sort of. not at all. Like
3: a really dark.
0: I one, don't. Right? I don't even know that that's the case because. because what resonated with me was the interactions between the characters right Right. like between between francisco and his love interest the second time they meet it's about five minutes of talking and she's completely off put by him and then he goes hey you want to see the crypt and she's like yes Yes, I do. I do want to see he the doesn't crypt. Want to see the and crypt. there's this woman in her high heels just plunging knee deep into like death sewage to go stare yeah. and look at the dead bodies because it makes her horny. And all of a sudden they start humping each other.
3: On the husband's yeah, grave. Yeah, on the husband's grave. Wait, what? Yeah, they have sex. There's this... the, the, the how, got... how gratuitous. Yeah. G- very European. Very, very European. Hell, yeah. Yes. European sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> mm, mm. So, of course, his love interest gets bitten, and uh, he has yeah. to he has to end her before she gets turned into a zombie to somewhat disastrous results. But what what, what spawns from that is really almost a a French New Wave style slice of life movie. Uh, it it mm-hmm. doesn't have mm-hmm. much of a thrust to it or or much that's pushing it forward. It's this guy kind of looking for love, uh, if if yeah. anything, and, and really not being happy in the place that he's in in his life. Uh, he works with a guy named Nagi, who is pretty much just Igor, except... Yeah, his yeah, Igor. He's yeah. Igor. Yeah, he's basically Igor, except he's maybe... He's a uh, mentally...
3: Like, he's like a a grown man with a child's head. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, And it's basically the two of them against the world. And as the movie goes on, we keep getting introduced. Like how Mr. Vampire was kind of episodic in nature. This movie Mm -hmm. is, it's basically different set pieces that Francisco and are placed in to react to. Right? There's this bizarre scene about two-thirds of the way through the movie where a dude riding a motorcycle jumps out of the ground, riding the motorcycle, (laughs) takes his girlfriend to the back of a graveyard. And when he shows up and sees her being eaten alive by her zombie boyfriend, she turns to Francisco and says, do you mind? I want to be eaten. Yes and it's
1: wait
3: and it's what? played. matt matt you will like this yeah film. yeah no this yeah. sounds like
1: the perfect it's film played for me. completely yeah.
0: straight yeah. and in yeah. the ending to it and we don't need to go into the ending here in too much detail but i do feel
3: like but, it's but, worth but ben i do ha- i want i do want to ask you what is your interpretation of that ending because it is also kind of it's very ambiguous
0: i sort of took it as like a fourth wall break in terms of a oh Mm. okay well this is like where i'm meant to be this is where a journey ends like a stanley parable or a funny games or 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 something
1: okay yeah but that's that's a heavy endorsement
3: yeah it's kind of like my interpretation as far as i remember about the ending was that it turns out that he was more of the assistant, and Nagi was the cemetery guy.
0: Uh, I did not get that at all. <laughs>
3: I'm oh, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. No, because the reason why is that you started to notice because Nagi only says one one thing, right? And when when he was about to sh- shoot Nagi, because he thought he was gonna, he died. He's gonna come back.
0: So okay, well, I guess we are spoiling
3: um, it. <laughs> yeah well sorry man <laughs> no 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 but it's, it's, okay. it's not really the whole sure. whole thing of it. yeah but no i'm just saying okay yeah yeah i'll just leave it at that like the way how they were interacting with each other i'll just say at the end like I, it was kind of like reverse i, I thing, took that
0: to mean to be sort of like a be happy with what you have mm-hmm. um okay but yeah yeah I can see but that. you know there, there's a lot of ways you could interpret it uh, and with this movie, probably the more outlandish it is, the better. Um, I yeah. love Cemetery Man. Um, I oh, yeah, wow. I okay. I thought it was a fabulous movie. I I feel like it. Well, I'm glad there's one good film. I feel sure. like it sort of did. <laughs> hey, Matt, <laughs> Monty, don't mind him. He's just trying to butt his way yeah. into the conversation. No, I
3: think when 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 Matt sees this film, like I think It doesn't work when you throw it back. It, it's Matt will probably uh, really enjoy, it but yeah. So what? What's your well, conclusion? Monty? We don't know what
0: what's Matt thinks because he's been dead silent for the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> um, oh,
1: this is your film. I don't. Have, I haven't seen this movie. Uh, I'm not going to interject with random content about my strong opinions on penises to get my Monty.
0: Do you hear a draft in
1: <laughs> here? The kind of man I am. It's not the kind of man I am. Mm-hmm. We know it's the kind of man you are, Ben.
0: Cemetery man, Monty. You're yes.
1: start clicking.
3: 1994, 1994 cemetery, man.
0: cemetery Man. I encourage everyone to watch yes. it. Uh, I gave it a four out of five score. I gave it three and three? a half out of okay. four charms. Uh, put nice. put it pretty high up on on my personal leaderboard here. Uh, what what does this movie signify for you? What, what what does it mean to you?
3: I just think that is like your point. Like you hit the nail on the head uh, when you said it's just a man looking for love because he's been you don't know what his past is clearly he's miserable at this you know no pun and ta- in take intake no pun intended when i say this <laughs> dead end job
4: <laughs> right?
3: yeah so it's kind of like my interpretation is yeah he's looking for love and no matter how hard he tries he cannot find it And to your point uh the ending my interpretation was it was just you know n- the wisdom of Nagy just kind of shows that you know it is what it is um, don't force it and mm-hmm. you know enjoy your life that you have since you're 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 still living and you're all constantly surrounded by the dead and people who you know like for example the old man with a young wife the motorcyclist who's you know killed got himself killed and you know it's like people who live you know outrageous lives and yeah you should you know you you can live your life better than that like so far your life is better than that so yeah Hmm. and i do agree with your rating that that's exactly my score damn you know four out of five and 3.5 out of four it's okay it's one of the films that i i just It's, you know, it's like from inside that we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. It was going through a a time in my life where I was just exploring, uh, trying to find, you know, movies. Because mainstream at that time for me was like getting kind of boring. I just wanted to be adventurous. And it was during my time of exploring the European film market. And I came across this cemetery, man. So,
1: yeah. I mean, I think those are the best movies you find. The ones that you like you don't really, you're not really intending to look for, it, but you're just looking for something that's different. Yeah. Yeah. I'd encourage
0: yeah. you, Matt, to look at it. Cause I feel like there's yeah. a lot of depth in here. I feel like if I had to guess, you know, him being in the cemetery is probably an analog mm-hmm. for, you know, being stuck in a rut in life, you know, uh, feeling mm-hmm. isolated yeah. from people. Um, yeah, you know, really. and I, I feel like his, the mini relationships he lusts after while he neglects Nagi throughout the movie I think there's a lot to be looked at there. I I definitely think it's a discussion topic. um, And I implore our listeners not only to watch this film, Cemetery Man, but also to tell us your thoughts. And uh, you can join the conversation at 4ttc.org. Follow us. Mm -hmm. Send us a screen cap with a five-star review. And if you do that before the next episode drops – I will personally send you a copy of Inside for PC. Oh wow! Yeah. What a deal!
1: What? Because we are
0: Alpha Chads, the Charmers, and we want you I to join Chad. too.
1: <laughs> yeah, all all of the Charmers are the true Chads of the internet.
0: Ah, but what was that I said about Chads? Hmm. <sighs> about Matt, stars i think it's time we talk about the biggest chad <laughs> oh, on oh, the oh, planet i think it's time that we talk about uh, the bachelor murder mystery who killed the bachelor
4: life could be a dream if i could take you up in paradise up above if you would tell me I'm The dream girlfriend you love life could be a The free Dream Car, sweetheart.
2: The Dream Lifestyle. It's my party and I cry if I want to, cry if I want to cry if I'm a But want what happens to. when your dream you becomes a nightmare
4: Has it happened to you?
2: a global pandemic threatens the fate of human civilization. citizens are instructed to wear masks as a global virus threatens the fate of mankind the most famous bachelor in the galaxy must run for president Unfortunately for him, This election night will be a mystery. Everybody's a suspect, his best friend, his girlfriend, his running mate, the ladies in his life. Breaking news, presidential candidate Sean Valentino is rumored to have been murdered millions of women are considered prime suspects.
1: Um <laughs> yeah. So so Ooh, so technique you yeah, want you want yeah, to- yeah cuz Ben you have a whole yeah, narrative. Yeah, I got this. Here. So I I w- I will say there hasn't been a movie quite like this since The House at the End of the Street.
0: Yes. Um and now that we have a new scale, I feel like we needed to set the bar low but I also feel like it's important that people share their personal experiences. So mm, yeah, before fourth times, the charm before the wild world of wrestling before, uh, b- before we, we did the movie podcast before Matt had his podcasting class.
1: And, and the original podcast, Dr. Gore wizard. That,
0: that was your class one. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. It extended after the class yeah, ended yeah. for like, three I'm not episodes. saying it didn't,
0: I'm not saying it didn't part of the reason why Matt's salty is because I made him watch a movie over this past week. Um, and it's (laughs) going to take him a while to get over it. And, and I acknowledge that the, it's it's i'm only so upset because of how much
1: shit you talked about the, the full moon features movies <laughs> and then you put this in front of me tell, like, i wasn't tell i told was you like that, i was
0: like i didn't tell you it was going to be good from the beginning that's the difference you're like wow ben this full moon features pick is really good i was like no Lava like Lantula it. is good okay yeah U was a mistake and like no, you can't call that movie a mistake in the face of what we watched. I, there can be more than one mistake in the world, Matt. I, no, I... Look, I ranked Miskatonic we'll, we'll higher there. than
1: this, okay? You Yeah, if you did, not this podcast would be over.
0: <laughs> oh Maybe God. I need to amend my review. Anyway, before Moving podcasting, on. I wrote for the Pro Wrestling Torch, and I wrote for the Pro Wrestling Torch for several years... Um, And in fact, this upcoming Sunday, I'm going to be on Wrestling Live in America uh, with Greg Parks. We're going to be talking about Fallout from SummerSlam as well as upcoming build to All In. So there's some synergy for you. Mr. Greg Parks, I'm looking out for you. I'll be sure to tell everyone about the podcast.
1: Well, we have All In and All Out back to back. That's right.
0: We're not talking about All Out, however.
1: We're doing both mm. ways.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. right. We go both like Udo ways. Udo here. <laughs> oh, God. Here on Fourth Times. Charm. So while I was writing for The Torch, I was underage. I was like 15 years old. And I was getting a lot of traction for these articles on The Torch because I know. Ben, ben is a fantastic and, and journalist. I, I really like wrestling. Thank you, man. And I- i i spent i spent all four not yet
1: i spent all four (laughs) years and oh i guess three and a half years or so of knowing ben in in school trying to encourage and encourage him to pursue a career in journalism and coverage because his writing is fantastic his contributions to pw torch were only a small sample of the outstanding quality of ben's wrestling journalism
0: um But yeah, so I joined a litany of what were called PW Torch contributors, which were unpaid people, and they would submit articles to the website. It was all done under James Caldwell, uh, who was the assistant editor of the Torch at the time. Uh, He's since left, but James Caldwell was a bro and a half, so thanks to him for the opportunity. And I wrote a lot of articles back then, uh, probably my most infamous article was I wrote uh, an immediate article chastising WWE for their use of Paul Bearer uh, after his death when CM Punk poured Ooh, what was supposed yeah. to be Paul Bearer's remains over the Undertaker's body, like three weeks the after Undertaker the Undertaker's
1: his, his in canon son, not his. Correct. Real life son, yeah, in, in storyline, yeah, son. and
0: I and we know yeah. that for sure because Paul Bearer's real life son issued a statement on Facebook saying that he was irate over the angle. So I wrote about oh, it, really? and then WWE not only sent us a refutation to the article, they Holy had Paul shit. Bearer's son remove his Facebook post and issue a new Facebook post that was completely wow. different. Holy yeah. Wow. Holy Holy
1: snap, crackle and pop.
0: I got the paper trail. I got the paper trail anyway. So it's around this time that other contributors, of course, uh, send in their articles and someone who was on there every now and then about once a month, once every two months was a man named Sean Valentino. His, he had a, uh, longstanding podcast, uh, longstanding article series called magic, Memories and Mania, behind the scenes at WrestleMania uh, 32, the top 10 SummerSlam moments of all time. And it was really weird, these articles, because he gave very lukewarm takes. And yet every now and then he just threw in something about being a lady killer or being the showstopper or being a ladies man. And I was like, that's strange. Somewhere along the way, he added me on Facebook. Okay. And. Well, because you
1: are a lady killer, so he was just. I am a lady killer.
0: Um, and it it wasn't until I got added to his Facebook that I started noticing all these pictures of him with various women. And it's Mm -hmm. not him making out with women. It's not him with a girlfriend. It's him, like, hover-handing a bunch of what looked to be models of some sort. Like, people who were hired to sit next to him. Hmm. Then I see a YouTube video done by Vice several years ago, entitled yeah. The Showstopper. The next Hugh Hefner. And it's a 12-minute oh, video...
1: Yeah, it's something on, else. On no, this it's, guy
0: I'm friends with on Facebook, Sean Valentino. A man who calls himself a love guru? A man who calls himself a massage specialist? A lawyer? True. Um, what Like, what's the real story behind this guy? <laughs> and so, the short of it is that Sean Valentino is... Is a pickup artist, more or less, who inflates his online well, ego by pretending to be the ultimate ladies' man. When in reality, yeah. he's really kind of creepy.
3: And awkward. And very okay, awkward. Okay, creep,
0: creepy... <laughs>
1: Creepy is not the right word. Sean Sean Valentino, based on what you see in in the video and just kind of the way he presents himself, he's a leech. Um, he's gonna be very he's the type of person. Are you sure it's not creepy, Matt? No, it's more than creepy. It's manipulative, it's distinct, it's distinctly like almost socially abusive, and it's also all a really, really distinct performance. Now, he has also been on several reality television programs between 2007 <laughs> and 2019 before making his his film. Yeah, career, yeah. This so leads to a speak. point.
0: This leads to a movie. She, I mean, it leads to a movie, but
1: the key the key to understand here is that when we're talking about the character in the movie that we're going to talk about, uh, we're talking about the person that Sean Valentino wishes he was, because he and I quote want to make sure my mom doesn't think I'm gay. I got um, that quote too. He, he's, <laughs> he's a person who will ask a celebrity or random people to take photos with him and then present them as real, knowing that the celebrities themselves don't care enough to ever contradict him. Now, I have to imagine he comes from money. He comes from a place where he hasn't had to necessarily work for a lot of what he's done in this world. And to some degree, has probably utilized that privilege to, you know, to ascertain his place in the world. Well, um, yeah. honestly, honestly, he's the worst
0: kind of person I know. Well, hey, Matt. Um, yeah. Let's ask Sean in oh, his own words. Is he, gonna, is he, he here? To describe oh, is he,
1: oh my God! If if Sean Valentino came in on this call for a surprise interview. I think I would have peed.
0: Don't, <laughs> don't flatter yourself. We'll, we'll see if we can but get him on, on the show. I'm but sure on love the to website for his job, what seems to be his main okay. job, uh, here is how Which he is... describes himself. Sean is an author, prospective attorney, television personality, and independent marketing representative residing in Calabasas, California. He graduated from the University of Michigan with a degree in American culture before going on to obtain a Juris Doctorate at Loyola Law School. Sean is an avid world traveler who has journeyed to nearly 60 <clears throat> countries. He also does charitable work for Big Brothers Big Sisters of Los Angeles. Sean has been. What do you think, Monty? Is Sean Valentino's most notable job?
3: A pizza delivery guy.
0: (laughs) That's one end of it. Matt? (laughs) Blood diamond salesman? (laughs) Okay. Sex trafficker? (laughs) Sean has been head recruiter for the Miss California United States pageant. He's also worked on Miss Calabasas, Miss Los Angeles County, and other prestigious pageants. This is from his website, thebeautypageantrecruiter.com. Oh. It makes a lot more wow. sense now why it he's surrounded by women all the time and why he's so intensely awkward. You don't really need to be super you don't need to be super suave if you hold a position of power over people. Now, I am not saying and and like I'm being serious here, I'm not saying that Sean yeah. Valentino uses his position, uh, of, of power to, to elicit things from people. I am absolutely not saying yeah. that. I don't know that. Allegedly. No, no, no. Like legitimately. I am not saying that. Cause I don't, I don't know, know him. Like yeah, I, I mean, I've never yeah. heard anything we like that. You can't actually right? say. I do think it explains how he's surrounded by so many models all the time. Right. Right. Um and I, it's yeah. And I think that when you look into the background of his personality, um, I I think it paints things well, in a kind of different picture. Uh, Sean's online presence began on MySpace. It's discussed in detail on the Tyra yeah. Banks show, where he's presented. As his original nickname, before he was Showstopper Sean Valentino, he was Womanizer Sean Valentino. And his MySpace page wasn't just pictures of him hover-handing women. It was also pictures of him making out with women and posting those pictures onto social media.
5: You approach women in nightclubs and um, you you, you don't give women a chance to reject you. What does that mean?
0: Uh, I think, first of all, I don't think a nightclub is a
5: very good place to meet a girl because I think it's more of a woman's home court advantage, they're not necessarily looking to go to a club just to hook up, they're more, they have their guard up, you know, they're there to hang out with their friends and all that stuff, but, uh, you know, when I go up to a girl, my main thing is to just say something that shows them, throws them off their mark, not be like the typical, oh, you're so pretty, I really like you, I think you're a nice person, all that stuff, I'll say something a little bit more off the, off the chain, like, oh, for example, one of the things I do, I always carry a camera around wherever I go, if you haven't noticed, my MySpace page. And I'll go up to a and I'll be like, hey, do you mind posing for a picture with me? I want to prove to my mom that I'm not gay. And she'll be like, usually. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> it's just a playful thing to say, and it works on a lot of different levels. It shows that I don't take myself too seriously, have a good sense of humor. Uh, it's just, you, women usually like to be in front of the camera, and it might be a nice ego boost just to just say, yeah, you know, I think you're pretty enough to, you know-
0: so he's definitely cleaned Jeez. up his online presence uh, since then.
1: Yeah. I and mean, when he was a finalist on the bachelor um, and he didn't get cast because the, the producers believed he wouldn't settle down. Yeah. Um, um, which
0: was, well, which was he is, which is quite The self-proclaimed quote. man who kissed a thousand lips. Oh, so, oh uh, that's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> reality show appearances. He was on Dr. Phil in 2011. Yeah. Um, where he came on with his apparent girlfriend at the time who wanted him to settle down, and he said, I will not. And Dr. Phil said he probably will not. They followed up <laughs> he was asking um... for advice on the TV show The Real, uh, where they said mm-hmm. after a year, the relationship had gone downhill. No he way. He was also on the show Take Me Out, Which is a, uh, it's one of the most brutal reality show uh, 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 videos I've ever seen in my life. It's a show Mm. where they show a video of the prospective man in front of a row of like 30 women, right? They show a video and at any time they can (sighs) press a button to say they're not interested. Yeah. They air a 30-second video on him, and by the end, everyone but one had already rejected him.
2: Okay, Katie Ann.
5: Yes. You shouldn't have said those things out loud. Wait a minute, like what? Like what? <laughs> Polygamy
4: and that I can Keep be it a secret like
5: guy. most guys do. Ah, dude. Oh.
4: I want to be your number one, not part of 50, sweetie. That's
5: I've always that. said you might not always be the one, but you can be number one. Do any, any guys in here
2: agree with that thinking? No! Okay, showstopper, just one light is on. Julia? <laughs> We're gonna give you one more chance to find out some more about Sean. <laughs> Julia... Don't get too excited. If you're not turned on... <laughs> turn on!
5: When people come to my party, they're gonna first see a shrine to myself. And I think people...
4: Oh!
2: What? Wait a minute. This is a shot. What happened? We got a blackout. How does this happen? Julia? What do you have to say for yourself?
5: a uh, shrine to yourself. I think you should have a shrine to me instead.
2: I can't let you leave here without some love. Come on, man. Give me a hug. It's not you. It's them.
1: Yeah, Sean Sean Valentino's is the definition of the guy who goes to a bar and goes to every woman in the bar and goes, "Hey, do you want to fuck?" And, and we know that because we have that. video of it. He does. We, it we have of watched basketball. him do it.
0: Uh, by the and way, he prob- the, and, he,
1: uh, and he shoots a thousand shots. Eventually, he yeah, something uh, and that's not the, a discredit to the women that end up interacting with him. Yeah, the the it's... woman
0: who did not uh, reject him did on the second video. When the first thing he mentions is that he has built a shrine to himself in his house. Uh, he was also oh on the
1: Jerry, uh, Jerry Springer produced and hosted show The Baggage. That's right. Uh, where he was uh, he, he was shown a video package and grilled on his history and himself. Which he did upload the full episode to his own YouTube channel at Sean Valentino. Sean
0: Valentino's YouTube channel is really a journey into the mind of madness. There is a pilot for a dating show that he is the quote-unquote bachelor of that's on there where they take three women put bags over their heads and they take them to his house which is the same house that we see in this upcoming movie. Yes, there is a movie. We're getting there. Oh. <laughs> And Can we get there quicker. <laughs> and, Sean Valentino and he also has them, recreated he has
1: them, the Macho Man Randy Savage's Yeah, entrance. he has
0: them cook for him. <laughs> he, he has them cook sandwiches for him. And then he talks to them one-on-one in his bedroom and tries to kiss them. And then one of the women straight up says, like, this is weird and fucked up when he asks for lap dances from one of them. From, from each of them. It's so she says like this is yeah, fucked woman. up. I'm leaving. We've all had a nice time. Now
5: I think it's time to get a little bit naughty. So uh, to really win my affection, I'd want to see you girls dance on the pole, and then I want to see you girls dance on me. Um, How about it? I don't feel comfortable doing this. Like, you doing are, s- are you some sort of like playboy or something with all these pictures um, and? What's wrong with now that? Now you want us to give you a lap dance, like?
2: So I think she's just afraid because. With her weight, she can
5: dance. Style is not acceptable. Like I'm not doing it. No, I'm sorry. It. No, I don't I'm not dealing to with this. You know? I'm not dancing. I'm not laughing you, like, you. So you, no, yeah, no, you, you don't have to I'm dance. Why don't you just stay watch, hang out, have a good time? Why is this so boring?
4: You all, math, math. No, you don't have to do it. Listen, you don't have to dance. I'm
5: leaving. I'm basically done.
4: Stay and hang out. Have a good time.
5: She just made it so much easier to compete.
1: She just took off. Yeah. And and at one point he goes like, I want to hold your hand. And then she's like, sure. You can hold my hand. And he's like, I don't want to do this. It is deeply discomfort. This is multiple different
0: videos. Mind you, like this is like, this is the personality he's trying to show off. Right. Is him asking women to do really strange, uncomfortable things um and and the women are put in situations where they're obviously being coached i think the reality show is is really strange cuz they're obviously being told to be nasty to each other and mm-hmm. so they're just straight up being like wow you're a fat bitch i hate you and and like one of the women's like why are you being so rude she's like well you're an asshole <laughs> you know
5: oh hmm. Well, this should be easy. Yeah. Born winner, winning. and <laughs> Looks like I'm gonna walk out of this winning. So oh. that's from... <laughs> it's crazy. Red is coming and I see her big boobs and her really short outfit and your fat legs. And I see... Baby, why are you wearing like this with a body like that? Like, I was trying to be nice to her, but then she opened her mouth and she barely spoke English. So I was like... No doubt, hands down, it's on, bitches. I don't think there is competition here, ladies. I'm obviously the model one, so I'm who? pretty sure. You're the what? what? The model one. Look how tall I am. Which girls are short. Model? Come
4: on.
5: <laughs> like, who the hell that way claims they're a supermodel? Like, that's just like a joke. You should stop eating hamburgers. She's too fat. Hold on, you want to talk about height? How about weight? Models are a lot thinner, okay? <laughs> okay. So, um, I wouldn't really pick that up. As a your boobs are fake. I'm natural. Really? Thank my you. boobs are natural. You're wrong, sweetheart. you girl, girl, she just can relax. Because <laughs> really. I'm going to win. Oh, you wish. And then you woke up, sweetheart. She's seeing how beautiful I am and how small and fat she is. So, she can't even compete with me.
4: You look In like a typical four.
5: And you look like a typical fat ass. Wow, really? I just walk up to this girl and she calls me a whore and that I have fake boobs? Well, God knows and I know that my boobs are beautiful and they're natural. Thank you, God. So you can go screw yourself, you jealous
0: whore. And, and <laughs> this is the one that leads to, you know, him asking them for a lap dance uh, in his room with a stripper pole that ends up breaking immediately. <laughs>
3: It's, he's a walking contradiction, isn't he?
0: I don't even know that contradiction's the right term. At least outwardly, yes. He's yeah. an obviously,
3: extremely... Because that, that clip he showed, like, whenever he tries to put his air quotes moves, it's like he seems awkward doing it. I don't know if it's because he's in front of a camera or something. What? Well, it's because, it's because it's because it's fake.
0: Just...
1: And he's not, he's not, he's not genuinely charismatic. So like I've, I've, Ben and I have met some genuinely charismatic people in this world. Some people who actually can. And I mean, not to any real degree live like this, like idolized false version of reality, but there are people who really do have that kind of presence. Uh, And when someone's forcing it, boy, can you tell?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So where's this all lead? We'll get to the movie he started he he did his pilot this weird dating game pilot and then he transitions into these youtube shorts he makes where he's like oh i'm the most interesting bachelor or something and then after none of that gained him traction he goes i know what we need a full-scale movie so he's begun alongside a saga yes, specifically al- a saga alongside oh, former God. PW torch correspondent uh Rich Twilling mm. he has started the 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 bachelor saga which are meant to be parodies off of popular genres with him in the center who's essentially acting as the most interesting man in the world narrated by a guy who is a much more booming voice than him
3: so it's not like a parody of him it's not a parody
1: well, of himself it's a well, parody i of... think i think what he presents is the idealized version of himself yeah and he thinks he's making a parody of himself it's it's but like and uh, what's actually happening is he's showing off how people actually kind of see and it, interact with them it's, it's really like, sad
0: yeah it's like um yeah. it's like if you made the chuck norris memes into a movie about yeah. Chuck Norris except it was made by like teenagers. Right? <sighs> and oh, it's okay. awful. We
1: we we watched a movie. Oh, we'll get to it.
0: Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I, like we don't need to go super in depth on the movie. Uh, we, uh, we go,
3: is there any depth in the movie? No, we, we go through, we we, we can say that now.
0: I'll I'll go through this real quick. We have about a 10 minute recap of what happened in the first two movies. Yeah, please. We go through a rundown of about six to eight stereotyped women with names like Brooke Benton, Foxy Megan, Miss Scarlet Paris, Paulina Kills. Um, and and they're all women who are stereotyped to be like one nationality or one ethnicity, uh, really boilerplate, I'm a model type well, stuff.
1: Well, they're supposed to be his ideal women in all the different ways. There's the blonde, like presented like in like a yeah, really... Yeah, the blonde like,
0: bombshell, the French yeah. maid, the doctor. And <laughs> the point of the movie is that COVID-19... Has showed up, oh, and so to stop the pandemic, Sean Valentino, the showstopper, is running for president, and so he goes. Oh, that's right, across totally the country. He, for <laughs> he goes, quote unquote, across the country to campaign. There's a bunch of side stories with side characters that are really just narrations of people doing silly faces, and on election night. It appears that he has been murdered in the darkness, and so they have an hour to figure out who killed him. And so what follows is about an hour of these women being interviewed, strange interstitial flashbacks over how they might have killed him, and then in the end he actually wasn't dead, and it was someone dressed up like Donald Trump, who was the French maid, that tried to kill him. I the
1: last like 30 to 25 minutes of that movie faded into like a a malaise of nothingness for me. There I I will say the highlight of the movie though,
0: and the reason why I'm not giving this full zeros across the board is there was a dude who did a killer (laughs) Mickey Mouse impression. Yeah. Okay. I mean,
1: okay, that's that's like that 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 was us giving the last house on the street credit for the for the, <laughs> the character one scene who, in
0: the bookstore right yeah the bookstore yeah. guy yes
1: every every horrible and i mean like not even like fun bad every genuinely horribly made film has one actor in it who knows the movie's terrible and just does something ridiculous now in, in a movie, movie that's purporting to be a parody by a
0: gun like think about that <laughs> this, this movie made me angry
3: it, it I'm so glad I, I you're
1: watch. no one I, I usually advocate for people to like find underground stuff to find small media to explore the niche world of cinema and sometimes taking those journeys diving down those depths just like with bands sometimes you find something that's just genuinely not a good time not even in mm. a good way like not even if this This hurts and I like it this is genuinely a fathomless void of a movie It feels like the narcissistic realization of a person put to screen thinking they're making a parody. But in reality, they're casting this reflective lens of them at themselves that makes their trespasses a bad person that much more clearly displayed on screen.
0: And so this is so (laughs) when I was proposing this movie, I was sort of thinking, well, this will be like a fun, stupid lark. And then I, it wants it. to be
1: it wants to it wants to be like Iron Sky. Right, it but, wants but the, to be like issue, any of those movies. The
0: issue I have with this and, and I'm of two minds of it because in a way a way no it doesn't appear that Sean Valentino has himself personally directly harmed anyone.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not saying he's ever actually hurt anybody. He put all these people in a movie that he probably paid for. What I will say,
0: though, is that his behavior is really fucking creepy in everything yeah. I've seen. And all the outlets I see of it kind of give him a pass.
1: It's really I think everyone is just like. He and, thinks and, everyone's laughing with him, but everyone's laughing. And at I him. guess
0: that's it is that he thinks everyone's laughing with him and everyone's laughing at him, yeah. but
1: it's like, they're allowing this predator to exist.
0: Yeah. But like, that's the thing. Like is Sean Valentino a predator? I don't know, but he like, presents
1: himself like, one. that's
0: the thing is Sean Valentino presents himself as if he is a predator. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is. I don't think he has the balls to even do that.
2: But no, I don't but think
0: so. Either. I don't yeah. like. Like I'm not like I don't know what Sean Valentinos like when he's not on camera. This is me talking about what I see. Yeah, this is the key. we're talking about the
1: character technically, right? But sort of.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like a weird kayfabe, right? Because I yeah. don't know who would want to present themselves like this, right? 'Cause like a delusional, I, sad person. Because when I see, you know, the things Sean Valentino could talk about, it could be really interesting. He's a guy who's, who has legitimately traveled all over the world. He's yeah. a dude who obviously keeps himself in great shape at like forty five years old or however he is. Now. That's that's called steroids. And yeah, but he still looks good. Like like Yeah, I know, you know he you know. looks
1: good, but it's steroids. <laughs> but that's besides the point.
0: But It just makes, I, I just feel really creeped out and uncomfortable by it. And I just, it's
1: because I think it's because you, you can see when you're watching the movie, what he is expecting you to be getting. I guess maybe that's it. And it's, it's, it's like watching, so you know how it's funny to watch someone get like hit in the balls in a YouTube video, right? Like someone steps on a ladder, or they like fall off of a thing. And you're like, ooh, that's bad. This is like watching a little like a parent scream at their kid at a volleyball game, like this. Great I, I've way seen, of
0: describing it.
1: Yes. I have watched parents scream at like eleven year olds at soccer games that mean nothing, like they're at like the the FIFA World Cup. And it is one of the most demoralizing, depressing things in the world to watch. And that's what this movie made me feel like. At first, I was like, oh, maybe he's not in on the joke. Maybe he's making this movie seriously. Like, this is dead serious. And I think he might have. I think the first movie he made, he called it a parody, but took it seriously. And it is just so, so sad. I like to keep the vibes positive. I am a very optimistic guy. I like a lot of bad things. I like all of the full moon features movies I've watched so far. And even with that, even even when put next to The Last House on the Street, which was a really empty, plain, poorly written, boring horror movie made at a college uh, on a college campus. That movie at least didn't make me feel like the people involved in it were either, A, having a bad time, B, didn't want to be there, or C, were not in on the joke that was actually about themselves.
0: Yeah, it felt uncomfortable. It was just really. It was a really uncomfortable watch. And not Mm -hmm. in a good way. Not Mm -hmm. there. I like
1: uncomfortable movies. I think Climax is a deeply uncomfortable movie. It is not that. This is like, it's gross. It's not, it's not fun gross. It's not, it's not disgusting and rancid like black metal. It's not, it's not a, a punch you in the face, like visceral, brutal experience,
3: like Climax it's or like, enter the it's Void like the movie or. Wow. I, I don't think I've ever heard Matt like this. Yeah. It's I fucking the, it's hate movie this movie. It's the equivalent
0: of oh, going out in front of your school assembly and like. You're you're only in your underwear, except it's a movie. It's an it's, hour it's, and 48 it's, minutes. It's long.
1: like a guy. At, it's like a guy at a bar calling his girlfriend a stupid bitch unironically in front of people, not even realizing that what he's doing is inappropriate.
0: And and the movies, one thing, but then looking back and seeing that this dude has a track record of this behavior. For the last 14 plus years. And, but what does it say about society? And we're not, fuck, we're getting heady
1: here. That we give permission to an extent, give a platform. He was on the fucking Tyra Bank show.
0: He was on Tyra. He was on Dr. Phil. He was on Fear Factor. He was on Jerry and, Springer. And, and like, you know what? You know The thing is, he, if, if Sean Valentin, if you're listening to this, for the love
1: of God. I would actually genuinely love to talk to you. I don't want to fight. I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't insult you to your face. I would have a genuine conversation with you, but I will say this. He's the type of person that at least from his public facing perspective and persona could never take an inch of criticism.
0: I don't think so. I don't, I don't think you actually look at his YouTube clips. Um, he, he edits out a lot of the negative commentary. And I, I, I mean, there's that single line in the vice,
1: in the vice series where he's like, ah, you know, I genuinely think there is some deep seated anxiety and some trauma um, that requires him to put this character and this face on to feel accepted and feel normalized. And he idolized a character like Hugh Hefner. And he probably on a deeply cynical level has feel successful and i don't want to take that necessarily away from the guy and as long as he's not actually hurting anybody all the power to you buddy make your movies you know i haven't made a movie you'd probably tell me that when i'm making these yeah. i can think no, of it's, all of the it's rebuttals very you'd
0: impressive have. he's not only, it's not impressive he, he's it's impressive he's been able to make not just one movie but three three, three feature length movies right like, we can't say that, right? So, like, no. good on good on him and Rich for being able to piece that together. It's not an easy process. He got it onto Amazon. You know, like, he He's hustles... He's
1: probably a philanthropist of some degree that he would probably also tell you to justify his behavior.
0: But, um... It's, it's just a weird naked look at, like... So many different aspects of American society and what happens when just the wrong things get mixed together, you know? And and you know what? And sometimes when you give a homework
1: assignment and you dive into something, you don't always get something good. But that's what we here at Fourth Times of Charm are here to do for you. <laughs> We're willing to to walk through the mud. So we're anyway. willing we're willing to get our feet cut. Yeah. We're willing to suffer. We're we're willing to do this because sometimes we find projects like How Berg's the Plague. Sometimes we find projects like the eradication of the unworthy infants. Sometimes we allow people to learn about films like Blood for Dracula or the uh, amazing John Bergen all of the art John Bergen has made. Any of the many things we have talked about the Asian Horror Movie podcast. Like all of these things yeah but sometimes you step on a landmine and today we hear fourth times a charm has stepped on a landmine for all of you
0: Matt, why didn't why, why I mean, didn't it sounds, you... like like... it sounds like it's not like it sounds like it's a it bin problem like... here actually Matt. no
1: no 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 i'm i will not put this at your feet because this is something that i think is important for us at fourth times a charm we monty and i i think especially um, are very, very regularly finding things that are four out of four charms. You know, we're drawn to the best of the best. And you are too. That's what you're always looking for. And you know, and every now and then one of us finds a piece of media that we give to another person and the charm just isn't there. And you know, that's why that's it's, why we have the charm scale. The charm scale is deeply personal.
3: I like I black metal Matt, where people shriek in a corner. As, I think the way Matt put it as walking through mud is like very gently i would have said probably like on razor blades or something
1: but but (laughs) someone has to do it someone has to walk through the uh the minefields to find the diamonds on top of those mines and every now and then you know ben had to watch miskatonic you and it hurt his soul i had to watch this movie and it hurt my soul you know, we to be fair, to watch, Miskatonic
0: uh... U* did not hurt my soul. Okay, I didn't like it. All right, I feel like you're taking Miskatonic U* too personally, Matt. I did not. I am. It's I, a great I movie. To, eh?
3: I had to listen to John Woods. I mean, his <laughs> dialogues so yeah, hurt my soul. <laughs> But, but yeah, even John Woods was better than yeah, that. Um, Everything is better than this. So so I'm
1: I my yeah. formal review is zero 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 zero. There's yeah. no redeeming quality. I gave
0: here. it I gave it a half uh of of a <laughs> charm or a star? Of a star. Okay. Cause the movie was finished, it was feature length, and I liked the Mickey Mouse guy. That's nah, still a zero for me. I feel like the fact it's that like they actually point, finished point, the
1: movie. It's a 0.15. I'll give it 0.15. So, but zero charms. Zero
0: charms. Zero charms, yes. Um. So, uh, our updated standings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this At retroactive? Bottom, yeah, this is in total. At the bottom, okay. we have the Bachelor Murder mystery, who murdered the Bachelor. That's the full name of it, guys. We then have a tie between Terminal Invasion and Blood for Dracula. Oh no!
1: Oh, I thought we were going retroactive for the whole podcast.
0: I uh, I, I can't go back that far.
3: I think ben is resetting. I'm I'm resetting. doing
0: a like they're still there. I'm doing a soft reset though because I was. I I, I, well. I have that. I you know? have that. Okay, well, we will add those in after this. Um, and then after that, last we have house on the street, Cemetery at the Man. Inside and so far from inside
3: from inside
0: from inside is Mm -hmm. our highest rated of the latest. So, Matt, you're going to be on the road next week. Yes, I will be
1: traveling across the country yet again for another
0: journey into the into the the wilds of nature. And so while you send us updates, Monty, you and I are going to have to have suggestions for each other now uh, lay it on me Boudreaux what do you got for good right. old Ben so
3: I got two and I'll let you choose I love it I love choices um, <laughs> one is a documentary that I picked up for you that I think you will appreciate okay. since you love um, a little hint since you love wrestling okay and 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 the art of wrestling. okay i should say the craft uh the other one is is an animated mm. film but not disney really hmm. but it's it's mm-hmm. one that i i discovered uh recently as well both films are i think within the last two
0: years interesting okay uh well in honor
3: of me being on. Oh, actually no, and and a third. Sorry. Okay. I'll give a you third. A third choice. I, I just came up with this one. Uh, either way, you're gonna be doing all three eventually. But I just want to make it, make give it, give you a choice. And the other one is uh, because you introduced me to Holy Mountain. um oh. There's a very art house film I would like to return. Back for you to check out very is this, interesting is this, is this, is this for I, me I, it's, Monty? it's one of my films that i mentioned uh back in the day i think it was my first it was my debut episode Ooh. that I, I think you will want to check. the emergence out. You know, of the butter in the past you mentioned okay so yeah the so, first churning a, docu- a documentary uh an animated uh film or an uh, art art artsy
1: film. i i i want i want to stake my claim for that art house film because holy okay. mountain is okay. is one of the pieces of art that i feel very proud of being introducing
3: to this whole friend oh group. yeah i love it wonderful love it film. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys introduced it to me too yeah.
0: well so in honor of being on uh greg parks's wrestling night in america I feel like we can do a full on wrestling episode. I hear Matt. Oh, I'm, I'm his so... teeth.
3: I won't be oh. here, so you know I'm I'm, I'm down. So, uh, for that. so I I miss Ben's. Uh, I think it's about time that we. Yeah.
0: Do. So, uh, what what do you yeah. got on deck? What What's the name of this documentary?
3: So it's not wrestling related, okay. but it is. It is the art is I would say somewhat sur- similar, uh, similar. Okay. In that realm, um, the craft. It's a documentary that was released in 2021 called Kung Fu Stuntman. Oh, I've heard heard of this. Talking about this. It is. Yeah, it's a documentary about the Hong Kong cinema in the 90s and where it is today. Mm. Awesome.
0: Okay. I'm very excited for that. Uh, Matt, I'm right. sorry that you're missing out, but Monty, Oh, oof. I am going. Shut up, you little smartass! I'll I'll take my <laughs> belt out, my virtual don't belt. Don't threaten me with oh. Don't threaten me with a good what time, Monty. <laughs> let me ask you. I feel like you are opening yourself up to the world of wrestling, and I want to help facilitate that. So, okay, I want to ask you. Would you like to choose a decade, or
3: would you like to choose a country? Ooh, decade or country? Yes. Can you elaborate a little bit, like decade, as in the so year? So I
0: want to, I, I want or? to give you some insight into the world of wrestling, and so I figured I would show you three matches, okay. either three wrestling matches. From a certain decade in Mm -hmm. three different regions around the world. Or Mm -hmm. I would show you a uh, example of wrestling across different decades in one area. So pick Mm -hmm. a decade or pick a country. Country. Yes. Uh, I will give you country and decade options. (laughs) Just, just because there are several dead decades in there and most countries do not have a pro wrestling scene.
3: Yeah, I know. Um, Since I've been playing a lot of wrestling, uh, WWE 2K23, I will choose country. Okay.
0: Very good. Um, And so for country. Mm Mm-hmm. You can choose from Britain, Japan, Mexico, or America. And there might be, there might be some wiggle room in terms of countries. So, so like, you know, UK is really more European area, but, uh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. um, you know what? It's been a while since i watched Japanese wrestling, so I'll go to Japan.
0: All right. Monty, yeah. strong we choice. are going to not only take a look at Strong Style, we're going to take a look at King's Road. Oh, shit. Fucking prepare yourself. King's oh, you're going oh, to find is,
3: out. Oh, you're going to love this, Monty. What's the definition, though? Like, I, I don't understand Strong Style. We're, or, I, I don't understand That's
0: what next week is going to be all about. All right, Strong all right, style cool. is the evolved form of Kings Road because Kings Road was too goddamn brutal.
3: So Kings Road is like a style fighting, like that's yeah. what you mean. Right? It's oh, okay, synony-
1: okay. It's synonymous with a certain uh representation or presentation of the art form of wrestling. Yeah. just like hard okay. style is a specific style. So,
0: like Monty, you know how lucha libre. Is about yeah. big dives, big flips, and showmanship,
3: right? A lot of air yes. air move. Yeah.
0: American wrestling is about high stakes drama, soap opera, correct?
1: Yeah, so it's yeah. it's 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 yeah. it's the <laughs> the story, the story yeah. yes. Yeah.
0: The story of the match in King's Road is how much pain can your body take? And actually, I'm going Ooh. to expand so that like theme MMA of, of pain history. for next week as Ooh. we take a deep dive it's about yeah. into uh, Japanese pro wrestling. I'm, I'm concocting several matches as we speak. Monty, we're going to have a great time with Matt on vacation. <laughs> I'm all sure right. he will. And as for you guys, I will check you all out. Matt will check you all out, and Monty is checking them buns out. The next time around, when (laughs) the fourth time's the charm, good night and good morning. Forever with your underground hot dog buns. We're all married. What?
3: (laughs) I like them. You guys like dim some. Dim dim some? We're like
0: dim all of them. (laughs)
3: Uh, All right, guys. Don't forget to check us out at 4ttc.org and enter into the contest that ben has mentioned in this and i guess we'll talk to y'all and
1: if you're if you're here with us remember we'll be i'll be at gems fest covering that in chicago um and you'll hear all about that next week on the show woo